Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. In today's special episode, we're switching things up a bit and zooming in on our own southern border. How is the Chinese regime getting fentanyl into the U.S.? Where are the illegal migrants ending up? And what does a secure border actually look like? Joining us to shine a light on all of this is Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation and former DHS Oversight Council. They just released a new memo titled Tracking Movement of Illegal Aliens from NGOs to Interior of USA. Let's see what they found. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. So you're the director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation, and you guys recently released the first public investigation into really tracking the illegals that have been coming in and who are around the country. So what can you tell us about what you found? Right. So we purchased bulk cell phone data and we geofenced it to the NGO locations at the border, 30 locations where we found 30,000 unique and anonymized devices. And we surveyed them for a one-month period, and we found that these devices belonging to illegal aliens went to nearly every single congressional district in the country, in fact, all, all but one. And, and so what we proved in this investigation, and we have maps that, that show this, is that the border crisis really is national in scope. I know that's something we've long said, but I don't think people fully understood how national that really is. It means every congressional district is really impacted by this. And so for the first time, uh, we were able to show that to the American public. And so when you mean every district, like how do these people end up there? Is it from, you know, the things we've seen in the news with like Governor Ron DeSantis flying them places or how did how did people end up everywhere? Right. Well, it's the NGOs at the border working in close concert with the Biden administration. So what practically happens on the border, an illegal alien crosses, they're apprehended by Border Patrol. Border Patrol then releases them to these nonprofits. The nonprofits then help liaise their travel, lodging, care, meals, et cetera, basically acting as waypoints and, and travel agents, and then disseminate them throughout the interior of the country to their end destination. Frankly, what this is, is the completion of the human smuggling scheme. It's the cartels turning the illegals over at the border, and then Border Patrol taking them and turning them over to the NGOs who finish their trip. And a lot of this is paid for by the U.S. taxpayer. And so in your investigation, what did you find out about where these people are coming from? Is it just from Mexico or what are the countries of origin here? So we focused on people once they arrived in the United States. But I can tell you from our experience and other investigations, we know that people are coming from virtually every single country in the world. I think last checked, it was 157. So you get every single uh, you know, type of person, age, religion, race, gender. Every country and nationality is virtually represented. That's why, I mean, you're seeing problems like we've never encountered before uh, at the border, such as, you know, the terrorist screening database is pinging like wildfire on dozens of these individuals. And the scariest part of all of this, uh, these are just the people that Border Patrol apprehends. In addition to those that they apprehend, there are, you know, about a million known gotaways, people that the Border Patrol knows that, you know, got away, as the name indicates. These are the people that do not want to be apprehended by Border Patrol because they have criminal histories, they have ter terrorist intents, because they're drug smugglers, because they're pedophiles, all sorts of uh, terrible people we don't want in the country. And that number is, is sky high, record breaking, and that should terrify everyone in America, especially when we now know that these illegal aliens are going everywhere. This isn't just activity that's staying at the border. It's every town is a border town now. 
And Mike, speaking of the terrorists, you know, the ones on the watch list and also the drugs coming over, it seems another big issue we've been seeing increasingly over the years is the issue of fentanyl, right? Last year, over 107,000 people died from fentanyl overdoses. And it seems the border is primarily where all of that's coming from. So in your investigation, did you find anything relating to that? Or what can you tell us about fentanyl especially? So we, we focused on the individuals themselves via their cell phone devices. So we aren't able to drill down at what they may have been carrying. But I can tell you this, when you look at the routes there, they, they look a lot like drug smuggling routes. If you were to spread fentanyl throughout the United States, that's how you would do it. And so when you look at the NGOs, that these are tax exempt uh, you know, foundations within the United States, by the way, that are helping distribute people uh, and helping you know, do the cartels work by taking them there. You're seeing the kind of groundwork and the financial infrastructure and the human movement infrastructure that makes drug smuggling all that much easier. As you well know, fentanyl doesn't need to be a large quantity at all to do just monumental damage. It only takes a small amount of this stuff. And so when you're looking at the numbers that we see crossing the border, over 5 million people have illegally crossed it under the Biden administration, uh, it's wide open. The chances of getting you know large amounts of fentanyl in that could kill hundreds of thousands of people, if not more, it's just a wide open environment. And that's why we're seeing these drug overdose rates just creep up and up and up. It's a national epidemic. And if we were serious about saving these lives, the very first thing we would do is seal that border shut. It's the only way to get our hands around it because then Border Patrol has the resources and manpower to adequately screen those that are coming through the border uh, and not having to worry about, you know, a million plus people getting away. Mike, on the note about securing the border, how is that going to be done? Is it that wall? Is it stricter laws? Or how are we really securing it? Because it seems on the flip side, some of our, you know, some of the arguments are, oh, we need to make their lives better in their home countries, like in terms of climate or money, and then they won't want to leave. So how do we really secure this border? Right. Well, it's not going to happen under the Biden administration. It's just not. The left ideologically, especially in their activist community, the higher ranks of the party, are uh, envisioning a borderless, you know, Western hemisphere. They want free movement of peoples. They do not believe in national sovereignty. They'd rather see a cohesive European Union style, uh, you know, continental grouping on, in our hemisphere. So they're not going to do anything that'll slow the, the incoming massive amounts of illegal aliens or, you know, legal immigration at a massive level into this country. The only way we secure it is we get people in there who are committed to doing it. There are things Congress can do. And now that we'll have an incoming concerted majority in the House, we got together at the Heritage Foundation, along with all the you know top senior Trump border and immigration officials and all of the other border expert immigration hawk groups, and came up with a you know step-by-step -step legislative plan to do it. Because a lot of the ways the Biden administration is able to you know take advantage of of the law and open the borders is because they have too much discretion. Frankly, the Biden administration should never have been allowed legally to do this. They're clearly violating their oath to the Constitution by doing it. But we shouldn't give them any tools or, you know, uh, tactics to make that any easier. And so we're really calling on Congress to, to seal that all up. Day one of Congress. They can't wait. This isn't something that should take hearings and, you know, ongoing negotiations. It's the border's open. we got to close it. Let's get it done. Mike, speaking of the Congress, it seems in terms of the Senate, they're considering amnesty. And then also pretty soon, I think in December, Title 42 is ending. So how do you see all of that playing into this? Right. It's very, very disappointing, but very not surprising to see liberal Republican senators, you know, in the Senate offering up an amnesty deal, one of the biggest in American history. I think some of the numbers I've seen initially it could be two million, but then you get down sponsorships and chain migration. It explodes. The fact that they are doing this in the middle of the worst border crisis in our nation's history, one that was purposely caused and thereby rewarding 
the illegal immigration that the Biden administration has, you know, thrown into this country is frankly a betrayal of, you know, the, the people who sent them to Congress to solve this very problem. Amnesty does not work at all. It should never be on the table. And the fact that, you know, when Congress is about to flip at least in one house, uh, there's a last ditch effort by liberals in the Senate to, to get this done for some sort of virtue signaling, I can only presume, uh, is a massive disappointment to conservatives and, you know, frankly depresses uh, a lot of activism on our side to, to see, you know, people that we send to Capitol Hill turn their backs on this country and their constituents. And Mike, you mentioned how amnesty isn't the way to go. So what is the way to go? Right. First step is you secure that border, you seal it shut. Second step, done in concert, frankly, is you need to remove as many illegal aliens as possible. That's the only thing that's really going to stop illegal immigration. Right now, people know they can get into this country because uh, and stay because there's no threat to be removed. One of the very first things that Biden did is he shut down ICE. Illegal aliens know what ICE is. They also know that it's shut down right now and they stand no chance of being removed. So we gotta start removing people. We gotta make it very, very difficult, if not impossible, for illegal aliens to work legally in this country. Right now, that's not enforced at all. It's completely under the table. We have to, all these pull factors that make people wanna come here, we need to absolutely turn off. Then we need to have an honest discussion as a country as to who gets to come in legally. We have a long history of legal immigration in this country. We've had a ton of immigration, legal and illegal recently. We need to come to a consensus about what the number should be and we can only do that credibly as a country once we secure you know, the illegal immigration that's coming in. That's step one. And Mike, speaking of the legal immigration part, it seems like those trying to come into the country legally are actually getting punished by the inflow of the illegal ones. You know, it's like it's easier to do it the illegal way now. So for those in the, especially the states bordering the border, like the, who are feeling it the worst, Arizona and Texas, what are you seeing in terms of those states and what can be done there? Right. So self-help needs to be built into the system. Uh, Texas is obviously doing some things, Operation Lone Star, where they're using their law enforcement to kind of get at the problem. But up until states can physically apprehend and return illegal aliens, uh, they're really not going to be able to, to do anything to stop this. And so governor, you know, in the governor's race in Arizona, Carrie Lake was was mentioning that she would declare an invasion had she been elected. And that would have been something that really would have sparked the conversation in our country about how states can defend themselves, you know, from being overrun by illegal aliens. And so obviously you mentioned earlier that, you know, Ron DeSantis in Florida has sent migrant flights uh, around the country as a way of, you know, uh, making sure that the liberal states feel the pain of, of what they're doing on the, the southern states. We need more creative efforts like that. But again, up and until these people are returned immediately and face the consequences for breaking into our country, more are going to come. The Biden administration knows that. Speaking of the invasion part that Carrie Lake was mentioning, with Title 42 ending and based on your own research here, do you see a potential invasion happening at the border or what, what, what do you see happening after 42 being repealed? Right. Uh, there's a big argument in Texas right now about what, what to do about it. Governor Abbott has creeped closer to you know, actually declaring an invasion up until you know doing things like I mentioned earlier in terms of physically apprehending people. I think when Title 42 ends, uh, that pressure is going to increase rapidly. And what's also happening here in D.C. with Title 42 is the Biden administration is basically holding the country hostage to Title 42. They're saying, give us what we want in the immigration amnesty or we're going to end Title 42. That's why in the, the amnesty negotiation, it's uh, Title 42 for, for amnesty. This is no different than, you know, negotiating with terrorists in a hostage situation. They're basically threatening they will, you know, put a bullet to the head of our immigration system unless they get their way. And frankly, no 
conservatives should should do that. We should not negotiate with legislative terrorists. What they're doing is completely anathema to their, their duties to this country and should be called out as such, not rewarded. That was Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation and former DHS Oversight Council. And after a break, we hear more from him on how an open border is a national security threat and what the average American can do about it. That's coming up in just a minute here on China in Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. We continue our coverage with Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation and former DHS Oversight Council on how an open border is a national security threat and what the average American can do about it. And Mike, based on this investigation that you help oversee, do you see this as a national security threat? What does it mean to the American people? Oh, absolutely. This is a primarily a national security threat. It, it, it's obvious that when you have a wide open border and people coming in across it that you can't even keep track of in millions of gotaways, that there are national security implications. I mean, we're only a short 20 so years away from 9-11. That was carried out by people who shouldn't have been in the country. You and I, you know, when we go fly on, on airplanes, we still have to get patted down by TSA, wait in line for an hour. We're suffering the consequences of these security decisions to keep our country safe. Yet, non-citizens who want to break into our country can just walk across, be greeted by an NGO that'll fly them to wherever they want, and then, you know, treat it as the, the next great voter base for the Democratic Party. It has never happened in human history where a country has, you know, survived these types of, of, of mass migration things or fared any for the better. And so we need to wake up to what's happening or else we're not going to have much of a country left uh, to secure. And as, you know, national security, the, the key, you know, word in that is nation. To have a nation, you have to have borders, you have to have sovereignty, you have to have a, a cohesive people. And you don't have that when you're basically a global dumping ground for illegal aliens to come in and, and millions and millions of, by the numbers. And Mike, it seems on the flip side, there's the argument that this country was founded by immigrants and how much they help. So how would we boost the legal immigration part for the ones that we do want mm -hmm. in the country? How do we boost that part? Right. So this country was founded, I would counter a little bit, by settlers who came over and settled the United States. And we've had waves of immigration before. Those big waves of immigration have met a need. And the United States people decided there was a need for immigration, whether it was settling the West, where we needed, you know, lots more people, or whether it was, you know, the Industrial Revolution, we needed factory workers and, you know, the shifts in kind of our, our economy. It's not a static that this country always needs millions of people flowing across. We need to take an assessment as a people and decide how many more do we need and for what purposes and where what skills we should look for should we base it a family-based system should it be an employee-based system all those are the questions we need to be asking but it is our right as a people to decide those through the democratic process it is not the right for the biden administration its bureaucrats and these ngos to break the law and flood the country with illegal aliens solely because they think those massive demographic shifts work to their political benefit and develop new frankly underclasses for them to enlist in government dependency. That's the game that's being played right now, and it's it's frankly a disservice to all of us. And Mike, on that note, given how your investigation found the illegals are ending up in every state, what can the concerned citizen do about this? Right, so if your lawmakers, somebody is flooding with amnesty, the first thing I'd be doing is knocking on their door or calling their, their phone and go to their office, of course. and. Uh, you know, make sure your voice is heard. I mean, they want to get away with this. They know it's the end of the legislative session. They know it's, 
you know, near Christmas time, if people aren't necessarily paying attention, the dead of the night is when the worst deals in Washington happen. It's when, uh, you know, the constituents, the base is stabbed in the back. This happens every cycle. And so we need to stay on top of it. And next time you're at the voting booth, don't reward that behavior, whether it's an incumbent or not. So you need to make your voices heard, need to keep the uh, you know fever pitch on this. This is one of the biggest issues in the midterm. In terms of issues that traditionally don't present, obviously you have traditionally the economy and healthcare. Immigration is not one that's in border security, not one that's always been there. It is skyrocketed in importance. And so we need to see that reflected in our leadership and our political leaders and the legislation they're pushing forward. And so I think it's, you know, don't let your vote be taken for granted. Don't let your voice be taken for granted. These people are letting you down. They're letting me down. They're letting all of us down. And we need to make sure that uh, they're not rewarded for this behavior. And Mike, speaking of Congress, you mentioned earlier, right, we have the Republican-controlled House starting in the next term. Do you see any oversight happening there in terms of the border? Or what do you see, hap what do you see happening with the new Congress? Yeah, the border is going to be a huge oversight item uh, for the new Congress. Impeaching Mayorkas is a must. It is a non-starter for us at the Heritage Foundation that if this Congress is serious about securing the border, they have to impeach Mayorkas. Uh, this doesn't require an investigation. I'll tell you what, the investigation's already been done. The finding is five million people illegally crossing the border because the Biden administration has allowed them. We don't need to let this continue. And the Congress has, doesn't have all the power in the world, but it certainly has the power to impeach. And so we cannot leave any tool on the table. If they're serious about securing it, they need to throw Mayorkas out of office as soon as possible. Frankly, in my mind, impeachment's the lowest bar for Mayorkas. What he's done in violation of his oath of, of duty and the damage he's done to his country is probably much more punishable than impeachment. Uh, but furthermore, the investigations need to continue into the root causes of this border crisis. And again, I'll help them out. The root causes, they opened the border because they wanted mass illegal immigration. But that story needs to be told to the American people. We need to call out the people that have pushed for this. Not all of them are in government, by the way. A lot of them are connected to the George Soros Immigration Network groups. They need to be held to account for you know, their work not only in America, but in pushing mass migration you know, throughout the hemisphere to America. Uh, we need to tell the story so people really understand what's happening in their name and, and under their flag, because it's a betrayal. And it's a betrayal that's never been seen in American history. On that note, Mike, you mentioned earlier how the NGOs are really helping this right across the whole country. So how is that even happening? How is that legal? Well, they operate as you know tax exempt uh, status, and and so they're basically just buying plane tickets for people in the U.S. There are you know state laws that could be implicated, federal laws that could be implicated. Obviously, the Biden administration is not going to to charge them. Uh, it, you know, in fact, they're just going to reward them for it. So we might need to look at you know the states shutting these locations down. Frankly, I would. Uh, the problem is Border Patrol will just release these people into the states with nowhere to go, and so a lot of them want to get them the you know heck out of their states. Uh, but we got to figure out something to do there. They can't continue to operate because here's here's the practical reality. If the journey was harder to get into the United States, less people would come. We need to make it as hard as possible to illegally immigrate into this country and to stay in this country. And so that means we got to shutter these NGOs on the border that are helping it happen. And Mike, any last words? Uh, I appreciate you having me on, and I'd encourage everyone to make sure this is a priority for your elected representatives, all the way from you know Congress, state, local. This impacts us at every level. It's in your kids' schools, it's in your your hospital, the wait lines at the ER, it's in your your taxes at every level, it's in your community, your culture. This is your country. It's worth defending, and I encourage people to stand up, step up to the plate and do that. Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. Thank you for having me.
That was Mike Howell, director of the Oversight Project at the Heritage Foundation and former DHS Oversight Council. Thanks for watching China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. See you soon.